Hello and welcome back to 1874 on The Athletic, the podcast that brings you the definitive word on Aston Villa Football Club every single week. And right now, you can sign up to The Athletic for just £1 a week. You can read all of Greg's articles on the Villa and so much more. Go to theathletic.com slash villapod and sign up for just £1 a week. That's theathletic.com slash villapod. Now, Greg unbelievable display from Villa this evening at the Emirates we've had some good days at the Emirates in the past some bad ones as well but I think that one might just be my favourite <laughs> yeah certainly the most impressive I think um, probably the most impressive performance for uh, for Villa this season as well I mean you know we'll we'll look back on the 7-2 and, and will do for, for decades to come but I think in terms of a complete performance uh, you know this was this was it tonight another clean sheet the fourth of the fourth of the season um, you know and, and that clean sheet will please Dean Smith more than anything um, given the fact that Villa had conceded seven before but yeah a brilliant a brilliant brilliant day yeah, and if you think under Arteta, actually Arsenal this season, they've been pretty solid. He looked like he'd sorted their defence out, but Villa just picked holes all over it. Players playing between the lines, and we just looked like we were going to score every time we came forward. We even had one chalked off, which which we'll come on to. But it was just, it was refreshing again because it was a good attacking display, well, an excellent attacking display, but also Villa looked like they'd gone back to that side that wanted to defend, wanted to put bodies on the line and block the football. Yeah, again, you know, just the perfect balance. Villa got went back to basics, really, in defence. And there was that relentless desire, really, to keep the ball out the net. And, you know, there was some early blocks and interceptions and real key moments in the game where, where Villa were able to keep the ball out the net. And you just thought it felt like the, the, the early stages of the season where um, Villa certainly looked like they'd tightened up their defence. Um, and, well, in attack, you know, they were... Absolutely brilliant. I mean, you know, it was it. It felt like every single time Villa were going forward, they were going to create a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, I thought Ross Barkley turned up again. You know, he, he'd been a little bit quiet for the last couple of games, but he really turned up. Um, Grealish was fantastic again. You know, I've writing all about him. I just feel like I'm running out of words to describe him. He's just taking his game onto a different level. I mean, there the, there isn't a more productive playmaker in the Premier League at the moment if you look at the actual amount of chances that Grealish is creating and how dominant he is in that attack there's not a team in world football that doesn't rely on on, on their player more than Villa do with Grealish he's um, just unbelievable and and yeah Ollie Watkins uh, didn't quite work for him with the ball coming to his feet you know he, he lost it a few times but show what a goal what a great goal scorer he is by popping up with another two goals now and you know, if there was any doubt over whether he could do it against the big teams or step up to the Premier League, he's shown that, you know, he's quickly put that to bed by scoring five goals against Arsenal and Liverpool. I was going to say, so far it's been been the other games actually that he, that he hasn't found the net in. But when he's come up against the big boys, he, he's caused them un- unbelievable problems and scores different goals as well. He scored his with his left foot, right foot, headers. He scored all kinds of goals with those five as well. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, I didn't think he had his best game, but he he, he was there and, and making a difference when it really mattered. And that's what Villa were missing last season. You know, they didn't have that sort of out-and-out goal scorer that was there to put the chances away. And I think Grealish and Barkley, their partnership, you know, is looking unbelievable. And, and the two of them made pretty much both of the goals very easy for him but you've still got to convert them um, and you know every in every single press conference Dean Smith talks so highly about Watkins talks about how he's a real leader around the place and how he's always um, you know a breath of fresh air in training every morning and these goals will do him the world of good because look you know it doesn't matter what type of performances you're putting in as a striker if you're scoring goals you're going to be happy and um, 
I think the future is going to be bright for Ollie Watkins. I think he's going to get quite a lot of goals for Villa and you'd have thought that his performances will improve as well as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, he's well on track for double figures at the time of speaking. Now that's six goals in the Premier League already. You'd think, barring an absolute disaster or an injury, he's going to get double figures. So that's that's an improvement on, on what Villa had last year up front because we had no one anywhere near double figures in, in the striking positions. But let's talk about the, the main man because I, I thought he was world-class tonight and people people might say that using the term world-class is too much. But I, I honestly don't think it is. As I say, Arsenal have been very solid defensively. Hector Bellerin will be going to bed and have an absolute nightmare tonight because Jack Grealish has bossed him from start to finish. And that's a very, very good right wing back right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it literally, and it literally was from the first minute, wasn't it? You know, Grealish was yeah. driving forward, ripping into the right back. Um and uh, and there was and, and put it on the plate really for McGinn who, who scored that goal that okay it shouldn't have stood yeah you know it was the right decision it was very unlucky and very harsh and, and if VAR didn't exist then there's no way that goal would have been chalked off and 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 um, pulled up but look you know the rules of the game are there for a reason and it, and it was rightly ruled out do you think I completely disagree yeah. with you Greg. Well, yeah, because he's one. He's in Leno's. One is in Leno's line, and, and two is offside. Yeah, he's definitely offside, and he's in Leno's line. Saying. So, there's, do you there's, think he was in his line though? Because I looked at it, and Leno to me looks like he's seen that ball all the way. He's even made a movement t- towards the ball. I mean, and he's never saving it. I just, I felt, I thought it was harsh. I totally agree that he's never saving it. Hundred percent. You know, he's not. He's, he's never saving that goal. Uh, that strike. Absolutely no chance. But the rules are the rules. Barkley's offside and he's in Leno's line. So, I, I, you know, as, as, as disappointing and frustrating as it was at the time, um, because as I say, if there was no VAR, that goal stands, it doesn't get noticed by the, by the linesman because it's, you know, it's a very, very close call as well. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and Villa go 1-0 up after 55 seconds or whatever it was. But yeah, looking back, you know, you, you just knew when the, the lines were drawn on the TV that it was going to be ruled out. And yeah, I look back at it now and I, I can totally understand why it was what was ruled out? I mean, you're lucky that that hasn't gone on to cost Villa because I think we'd be having our first falling out on, on the 1874 <laughs> podcast, Greg, because I, I honestly completely disagree with you. But luckily, it hasn't gone on and, and punished Villa. I mean, so many times last year, we, we were ruining VAR and how it would cost Villa games and cost us results. But Villa have gone on and not only scored one, they've gone and scored two and three. And just how vital is it that, that Villa seem to score first? Because if we score first, we seem to win the game, Greg. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, we we can pick out those patterns and think, yeah, you know, the, the trends of when Villa go behind, they they go on to lose the game, and and then when they go in front, they go on to win the game. But I think the the you know the the more um, um, the, the pattern that we should really be looking at is five wins out of seven, two defeats. You know, it's it's a it's an unbelievable start. The fact that Villa are now three points off the top of the league with the game in hand um, represents a clear and real improvement in this team. And um, yeah, I think that I think they I think they set up really well today. I think that they they were trying to keep out goals first and foremost. I mean, I know they went and scored after 50 seconds and, and it feels like they really sort of, you know, flew out the blocks, but it was just a case of them all pressing from the front. You know, it was a real energetic and enthusiastic performance from, from the front three or four, um, you know, Grealish, Watkins, Trezeguet, Barkley, they were all pressing with high intensity, efficiently high up the pitch as well. Um, and I thought Douglas Louise was fantastic. You know, he, we, we haven't really spoken about him 
much because he goes through games now where he's quite quiet and and you don't notice him but that's probably for a good reason because he's not doing anything wrong anymore but today I thought I thought it was everywhere you know he was winning headers against um, forwards that are, that are taller than him and midfielders that are taller than him he was mopping up on the edge of the box he was offering that shield um, in front of the four defenders um, and when he needed to move the ball quickly and, and bring the attackers into play he did that as well I thought, I thought it was a great performance from him and sometimes that's the difference when when Villa's back four and, and, and Douglas Louise are really on it and, and they've got this you know drive to keep the ball out the net that's when Villa go on and do great things because um, you know I think I think the the front four or five are, are, are going to be a threat to any team. Yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting you, you talk about Louise because I actually thought he had a difficult couple of games through no fault of his own because I think Villa switched up the system a little bit and I kind of thought it, it left him exposed. But they went back to that four two three one with Barkley playing incredibly close to, to Watkins tonight. But just for Louise to have another defensive presence next to him in John McGinn, I think it actually curbs John McGinn's natural instincts when we play that system because you think about him bombing around he likes to be box to box that that's what you think about when you think of John McGinn but I actually think he's a better footballer when he plays in this system and he has to be more disciplined next to Louise you see his range of passing come out as well and I think as a combination those two in front of the back four one I think it, it makes Villa more solid two it gives those in front more freedom yeah, definitely. And it's just going back to that whole thing, isn't it? You know, it's the balance there. It's it, Any great team has got um, an attacking threat and a real solid bat line. And it just feels like four or five of, of Villa's games this season. That's what we've seen. And, you know, that's a real positive sign. It, we, we were starting to get a little bit down and a little bit worried with two defeats, you know, the, the, the Leeds and the Southampton defeat. But, um, you know, when you look at it now, the bigger picture, it's, you know, it's, it's an incredible start. And the fact that, they've you know, Villa have turned transform themselves from relegation fodder to potentially a top 10 side now I mean you know we I think we're at the stage now after seven games of seeing Villa against you know some real top teams Leicester you know are, are doing the business at the moment they look a solid team Southampton Villa only lost by a goal you know it was probably um, a fortunate scoreline but the scoreline's still there they did only lose by a goal um, and they've gone and beaten Liverpool and Arsenal and Arsenal at the back end of last season as well when they were in real good form so I think we can start to get a little bit excited now and start to think, you know, Villa are capable of of breaking into the top half and and, and maybe even higher, you know, who knows? I, I don't for one minute think that that Villa will finish the season in the top six, seven or eight, but I'm certainly starting to think that they've got the, the capabilities of, of breaking into the top half now. Um, and, and, and it just shows, you know, that there's real character in this team because... In the Premier League, if you lose two defeats and if you lose two games and, and you're a side that naturally struggles and, and Villa have in the Premier League for the last decade, you know, they've been a they've been a poor side in the Premier League. To bounce back against a real good team in Arsenal, you know, let, let's not get this twisted. Arsenal are still a good side, you know, they're, they're not as good as they used to be. But to go to the Emirates where, you know, you look, you look through that team and they're 30, 40, 50 million pound players all the way through to go on, on and totally outclass them, um, He's still a, a real big achievement and yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit excited now about, about where Villa could finish this season. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you think back, we were doing podcasts last season on the, on this show and we were talking about Villa need to go and beat one of the one of the big six teams. It's something they had didn't do all season until I think the penultimate game was it Arsenal that they actually won. How how big now looking back was that win against Arsenal at Villa Park because it it seems to have given the players belief that they can compete with the best. Yeah, this is it, you know. And for so long, I mean, look, you know, the the, the the records were stacked up against Villa. They couldn't beat any of the big teams. They couldn't win on the road. They were atrocious in London. Um, but you know, look, look what they've done this season. They've won three out of three on the road. Haven't conceded a goal. You know, they're turning into a really top travelling team, but also an entertaining team on the road too. And, and you look at the next set of fix. You know, the fixtures coming up, and you start to get a little bit excited. OK, Villa haven't performed as well as probably they would have liked to against the so-called lesser teams. But, you know, this is the time to sort of go on and prove it wrong. And I think Brighton are a struggling team. So that that's a really nice fixture almost for, for, for Villa coming back next, after the international break. And, you know, they'll certainly fancy their chances. And you just think sometimes sometimes look you got to roll with the good fortune and luck goes in your favour and you just think imagine if Villa had played that first game of the season against Man City and lost you know they'd have had no momentum going into this season would they have won the next four on the bounce probably not because sometimes defeats knock you for six and you know you just got to take the bits of good fortune and roll with it and you know, there, there are plenty of, of clubs, you know, we, we've been saying this all season, there are plenty of clubs looking at Villa and wishing they were in their position. And, you know, for, for a while it was Villa and Everton, wasn't it, at the top? And Everton seemed to have dropped off a little bit and had a few setbacks. But Villa have shown resilience and character and shown that they can still continue this. So, yeah, it, it's quite exciting. Well, after losing two on the bounce as well, it was it was vital that Villa didn't make it three defeats in a row because suddenly then you are on a bad run. I think that's what's actually happened to Everton. I think they might have lost th- three in a row and suddenly they're in the midst of, of a bad run. But it's no given going to Arsenal and, and getting a result, but Villa have done it comfortably. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the great thing, isn't it? It could have been more... Jack had one cleared off the line. Um, it feels almost every week he's, he's having opportunities cleared off the line now. Um, you know, his, his statistics are, are stacking up really nicely, four goals and five assists. Um, and yeah, the, the, there were a couple of other opportunities. I think uh, Trezeguet had another good chance. Uh, you know, really good performance from him. Um, I think looking back now, it's probably the wrong thing to do, wasn't it? Dropping Trezeguet against uh, Southampton for Traore. Yeah. Okay, he had a bad game against Leeds, but... You know, I, I think it's probably unfair on him. I think he's been a really big part of of this team, of this success, because he just works so so hard, and um, yeah, it's annoying if you're if you're a, a midfielder or a defender and you've constantly got someone ratting around your ankles, and and that's what Trezeguet does. And there was a couple of opportunities where he won the ball back, and um, I think it was I think it was him winning the ball back for for Grealish's chance, wasn't it? That was cleared off the line. It's crazy, isn't it, that we're, we're we're talking about a three 0 win at Arsenal and saying that Villa probably should have scored more. Yeah, I mean, you think talk about Trezeguet he was someone that for me last season really, really struggled. But just now, having been here a year, and he did have a good tail end of the season. In fairness to him as well, he he just seems settled now. And, and like you say, he's he's a key cog. I mean, it's him that pops up at the, the back post. I think it was given as an own goal. But we saw last week Trezeguet had three or four chances at, at that back post. He seems to seem to live there, but he pops up and he's crucial. <laughs> yeah, he is, isn't he? It's, I don't think he's ever going to be like the cultured 
winger that we thought he might be when he came. Um, he certainly stopped dribbling it as much as he as he as he did at the start, and isn't quite as silky skilled as um, you know some of the YouTube clips <laughs> might have shown him to be when he when he first came. Because you know, I admit I didn't really know too much about him. I'd seen him no, play for Egypt did. a little bit, but I hadn't followed any of his um, you know domestic football. So he he was coming into Villa quite fresh for me. I, I you know I really didn't know much about him, but I remember looking back on on the first game of the season at, at Tottenham last year and I thought it was great that day you know he was taking the ball out from dangerous positions beating players and getting Villa into positive you know attacking areas um don't really see that too much from him anymore we don't see him getting on the ball and going at at fullbacks because a lot of the Villa's play comes through Grealish you know probably too much if anything if if there was a really um you know another really talented winger in place of Trezeguet then I think you'd see um, more of Villa's attacks coming through, but let's not diminish the role that he plays. You know, he works probably harder than everybody else. Whether he knows maybe he's not quite as you know talented as as the other attackers in terms of when he's got the ball at his feet and um, creating chances and scoring goals, maybe. Um, you know, I've noticed Ahmed Al Mohamedi, his, his international teammate, often guiding him through games, you know, you'll give him pointers throughout throughout the games of where to trap back, when to sit in, when to get forward, you know, when to break the lines, etc. And I just think I just think he's a you know real shining light because sometimes it just shows that hard work you know sometimes beats talent. Maybe that's a little bit unfair because you know obviously he's a very talented player as well, but it just feels like his energy levels and his enthusiasm is what gets him through the games now. It's about having different components, isn't it? If everyone was exactly the same, you you, you wouldn't have a team. You, you'd struggle. You'd struggle. I mean, you'd even struggle if you had ten Jack Grealishes as outfield players, wouldn't you? Because you'd need different players in different positions. So that would be great. Yeah, yeah, we'd certainly be playing on the. Front foot I think but do, do you know what I mean he's different but he's no no less vital than than anyone else and he sometimes he really sets the tone up there as well so he's had a great start to the season and I, I've got to say I'm surprised but I'm also very pleased to see it as well now there was someone that you did a story on I think maybe a month or so now Emmy Martinez making the return to, to his old club didn't have a, a fat lot to do but was involved in the third goal with a lovely quick throw out and a great return to the Emirates for him yeah, look, you know, it was, a, it was a nice, nice game for him to go back there to keep a clean sheet, regardless of you know how little he had to do. Will be very pleasing. Um, I certainly think, like, I certainly feel he's been one of Villa's best signings. It just feels like he's so confident, and and the defenders in front of him, you know, know that they're going to be very assured with, with him behind. And um, yeah, he didn't have to do too much. I felt very sorry for him in the Southampton game actually, because you know the four shots on target. That, that Southampton scored all from um, he could do nothing about them but yeah tonight tonight he was there you know rolling balls out quickly starting starting the attacks off again he did that at Arsenal very well last year um, and, and, he, and he didn't have much to do yeah and he was in a very positive mood obviously after uh, you know when, when he talked to the media after so I think that he's going to be one of Villa's best signings you know I feel that um, there's, there's still more to come from him to be able to get a, a goalkeeper who was Arsenal's number one at the back end of last season um, for just £20 million and, and he's still only 28. You know, he could potentially be Villa's goalkeeper for another decade, which is a really good sign. Yeah, I mean, it must have been a real strange occasion for him going back there. He was at Arsenal for a, for a very, very long time. So a great return for him, a, a triumphant return as well. And goalkeepers are always going to obviously love keeping clean sheets, whether they've had to make 10 saves or not had a fat lot to do. You know, it's, it's a big thing to keep another clean sheet for Villa. 
Yeah, I mean, it must be weird for him as well because I think he he'd been at Arsenal for about ten years, and I'm not sure if he ever played last season with a, with a crowd in there. I'll, I'll have oh, to yeah. check, but I'm pretty sure he came back in Project Restart, didn't he? He'd, he'd have played some of you know some of the Europa League games earlier. Um, yeah, you know, with supporters in, but I think that run that that he had on at the back end of last season, you know, was all without crowds. So to go back there again in an empty stadium would have been a little bit hollow for him as well. And he he would have loved to have gone back there with a full house and 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 got that performance because the Arsenal fans were very speak very highly of him. You know that they're very grateful for what uh, what he did at the back end of last season, and a lot of them didn't really want him to go. You know, there was a, no, a genuine no. debate over whether Martinez was better than Leno and okay Leno made a brilliant save to stop Grealish today but you know that to me for me that debate is still um you know still up for debate really because uh Martinez has been great and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct tv satellite free direct tv gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other I don't get it let me put it in pigeon terms it's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on Direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. When we found out there was there was interest in, in Martinez, I, I can't remember what your thoughts were, but I just thought we're absolutely dreaming here. Absolutely <laughs> no way we get him in. He's going to be Arsenal's number one. He, he's been fantastic and it, it really is a great piece of business from, from Christian Perslow and, and everyone at Aston Villa to, to have a goalkeeper like that who, who will go on and play a lot of games for Argentina, I'm sure. And he will get his chance to, I'm sure, next season to... Uh, to say goodbye to the Arsenal faithful properly. And he's going to have a shock as well when he's got a, a raucous Holton behind him as well, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm really looking forward to supporters coming back at some point. You know, we, we don't know when, but, you know, they, it's such a shame, isn't it, these performances? I mean, can you imagine that away end today with a 3-0 win? I, I know we sort of saying this every week and it's the same for every team, but these are real big wins and, and the supporters are missing them. I mean, it's just... It's just so horrible, isn't it? And um, you know, the one good thing is that pay for views over. So, um, you know, hopefully supporters get a bit better value for money with um, with watching games now. But 
yeah, you know, it would be brilliant, wouldn't it, to be in London now having a few beers and, and enjoying oh. that, that, that brilliant performance. I mean, yeah, I was there at the Emirates last season when Villa Villa chucked away their lead against 10 men. And to be fair, you always have a good time on an away day, even when you lose. But I just absolutely traded that to, to be there tonight and, and witness that because it, it was a special, special display from Villa, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's one of those away games as well where you would be in the stadium and, and you would never really feel under any threat. Like when you go to places like Arsenal and, and you know, Old Trafford and Stamford Bridge, there's always that worry that you're going to concede. And usually, um, you know, if you're a Villa supporter, I could, I could certainly imagine it's usually the team that they're playing up against that, 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 that has a majority of the possession. But tonight it was very much a, you know, a controlled Villa performance. They never really looked like they were going to concede. I mean, look, there was a couple of chances holding. I'd went, um, missed a good chance from close range, didn't he? And um, Lacazette, Ma- as well. Lacazette should have put his header away in the first half. But other than that, there was never really like a sustained spell of pressure where as a fan in the stands, you're thinking, oh, you know, this goal's coming in a minute, isn't it? It would have been one of those games in, you know, Villa fans would have loved it as well because it's in all goals were in their in, end as well, weren't they? They were all in oh. front of the away end, so it would have been even more special. But we can't focus on that too much because um, you know we never know when they're going to be coming back. It's just uh, it's just very sad, isn't it? No, and I suppose if if we can't be there, which which we can't at the moment, at least Villa are good because if we weren't we weren't there and Villa <laughs> yeah. were rubbish that makes it doubly unenjoyable so it's been great that Villa have in the main so far this season been, been absolutely excellent and, and long may it continue Greg and thanks ever so much for joining me as ever on 1874 <laughs>